The debate over COVID-19 relief funds. One of the state's largest districts alters its back-to-school plans, and Eskimo Joe's wants to know what you think of its logo. For the Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Today is Wednesday, July 22nd. Glad to have everybody listening. The White House and Senate Republicans are pushing back against the Democrats' demands for more virus testing, state funding, and housing eviction protections. Democrats in the House approved a sweeping $3 trillion aid package earlier this month. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says time is running out for President Donald Trump and his GOP allies to act as the $600 weekly unemployment boost and housing relief is set to end later this week. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is pushing to unveil a coronavirus aid package with a smaller price tag of $1 trillion. McConnell is moving forward with a draft proposal to launch talks with his counterparts in Congress. The GOP plan is expected to include a new round of direct payments to Americans below a certain income level and $105 billion for education. In addition, the proposal could include some version of Trump's demand for payroll tax holiday for workers. Conservative members in the GOP complained about big spending and have promised to slow walk passage of any bill. As the funding debate on Capitol Hill continues, the nation's death toll reached 142,000. Here in Oklahoma, 13 more people have passed away from the virus, and the number of infections rose by 918, according to the State Department of Health. Colleagues Dale Denwalt, Caleb Branch, and Maria Martinez-Kill take a look at some of the other stories making headlines today. This is Dale Denwalt with The Oklahoman. The State Department of Commerce had to shut off applications for the Oklahoma Business Relief Program less than an hour after the application period opened earlier this month. The agency said Wednesday that over 2,700 applications were submitted in the first few minutes of Phase 2 opening on July the 14th. The Commerce Department will release $100 million to Oklahoma businesses that have filed for the relief program, which is intended to support businesses during the coronavirus pandemic. Phase 1 of the program received a similar number of funding requests. The agency said anyone who couldn't get their application in because of a technical issue still has time to submit that, even though officials said they've received more applications than there are funds available. I'm Kayla Branch with the Oklahoman. Oklahoma County Commissioners voted Wednesday to put signs in county buildings saying that masks are required, but that that requirement will not be enforced. Wednesday was the third time that commissioners had discussed some sort of mask mandate but they hadn't been able to come to a consensus on exactly what that plan should look like. There were concerns about how do you enforce something like this since um, county facilities are government buildings where people need to come to pay bills or to attend court hearings, things that are required. One commissioner, Commissioner Kevin Calvey, said that he worried that requiring masks the entire time that someone was in a county building would actually be more harmful to a person's health than letting them into county buildings without a mask. Now, um, the CDC has said that uh, masks are fine for folks who are um, older than the age of two or who don't have any other underlying health conditions. 
Uh, Commissioner Brian Mon had expressed some concerns about uh, consistent messaging. The county commissioners and the Oklahoma County Courthouse, um, they share a lot of space. Their buildings are adjoined. And so he worried that if commissioners were sending out one message about masks and uh, the judicial system was sending out another message that there could be confusion. So they were considering a lot of, of different uh, issues when it came to a mask mandate. Uh, so on Wednesday morning, Commissioner Kevin Calvey came back and he had made up his own plan, uh, which was to put signs around county buildings saying that masks are required, but that they would have exceptions for those who had health concerns just about wearing a mask. And the county will be respecting your privacy, Calvi said. So there are going to be no penalties for not wearing a mask. And there won't be any questions about why you aren't wearing a mask. This is something that will go into effect uh, fairly soon. I think just as soon as possible is the intent. They'll have those signs put up throughout all county buildings. Uh, this is something that is pretty much expected. Oklahoma City has implemented a citywide mask mandate. And the city of Moore is expected to discuss that this week. So it's something that is coming on the heels of just continued spikes in cases of COVID-19 across Oklahoma and in Oklahoma County. For The Oklahoman, this is Nuria Martinez-Keel, education reporter. This week, we've learned that Epic Charter Schools appears to have taken the number one spot in student enrollment in the state, uh, reaching over 38,000 students on Wednesday morning. This should surpass Tulsa Public Schools and Oklahoma City Public Schools, which both enroll about 34,000 students or more. Uh, Epic has experienced a major surge in enrollment in July, and it's stunning even to officials at Epic who just back in June were projecting a more modest growth over the next school year. They thought there's only so much bigger that we can get, but all the uncertainty with the pandemic has really driven families to that virtual direction. Um, Assistant Superintendent of Communications, Shelly Hickman, told me that some of those students might only be there for a year. Maybe their parents are only exploring Epic as a virtual option while they don't feel safe sending their kids back to a school building. There are some uh, who appear to be going for other reasons outside of the pandemic. Um, the surveys of new enrolling families show about a 60-40 split, uh, which which is what Shelley told me, between families who are coming for pandemic-related reasons and families who are choosing Epic for any other reason. If the current trend holds, um, they're enrolling a 1,000 new students a day, and if that holds through October, they're projecting a student student body of about 46,000 students, which by far would would exceed any other district it, it, by, by thousands and thousands of students. October 1st is when the uh, State Department of Education conducts its annual school headcounts, and, and that's what is going to be a big determining factor in how much money a, a school is going to get, which is, is based off of uh, annual enrollment. Um, and other factors weighing in but and student enrollment is is the big player there for state funding so that would equal to a lot uh, more money coming epics way as well there are a lot of school districts in oklahoma that are trying to establish virtual curricula of their own so students are able to choose to learn from home online uh, for a semester or for the whole year if they want um, and and there are some who who believe that their online curricula 
should be able to hold up even in comparison to Epic's. But Epic has been doing this for about 10 years since they were founded in 2011. So so it should be interesting to see where Epic goes from here. Um, but, but as of now, they appear to be the largest school system in the state. Oklahoma City Public Schools will start the school year online at three weeks later than expected. The District Board of Education voted Tuesday evening to delay the start of school until August 31st. By starting later, the district hopes to provide teachers more time to prepare for virtual instruction. Schools would have nine weeks of virtual learning before considering a return to the traditional classroom setting. Our priority preparing for the next five weeks will be to how do we still provide those same services? How do we meet those needs that we know uh, that were being met when students come to school. Uh, how do we feed students? How do we meet their social and emotional needs? How do we still make sure that students are okay? Uh, their well-being is okay. How do we how do we confirm and reiterate instruction and reinforce instruction? So that's where we're going to put our efforts is to mitigate the uh, uh, the issues that typically come from not being in school and try to make this the very best experience for for our students and for our families. Um, so that's where we're going to put our, our efforts, knowing that uh, an all virtual start, uh, none of us would, would choose that over a traditional start, but every single one of us for Oklahoma City Public Schools would choose our students to be healthy uh, and safe. And uh, that's the route that we're taking. Oklahoma City is the first large district in the state to allow a traditional start to the school year. Eskimo Joe's is seeking community guidance on its logo. The iconic Stillwater restaurant requested public guidance on after an online petition started circling the web. The petition seeks to change Stillwater's Jumping Little Juke Joint's name and logo. In a post on Facebook, the company stated, We're hearing a lot of chatter regarding our brand and image. Everything we do is steeped in the tradition of unbeatable guest service, and we're always happy to hear feedback from our customers and community. So the community is invited to get feedback by visiting Eskimo Joe's dot com slash input all right these stories and more can be found on our website at oklahoman.com if you're not a subscriber you have until the end of tomorrow to take advantage of a special 72-hour sale 39 dollars for all digital products from the oklahoma and from the oklahoman i'm dave morris alongside producer Paige dillard have a great night everyone